0: hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the technical talk podcast in this episode we'll be recapping game one of the lakers and Warriors series a game in which the los angeles lakers defeated the golden state warriors 117 to 112 and we'll also be getting you ready for the rest of the series this will of course close out our semi-final look ahead this will be the fourth and final episode that i will be releasing as we will switch over to game by game in the conference finals round, and of course the NBA Finals. So strap on those basketball shoes and let's get right into Lakers and Warriors. You're out of your mind. There is no way that LeBron will ever be Jordan. Nobody will ever be Jordan. Okay? Say, LeBron's a better rebounder and passer. Will you let me finish? Can you? Can you let me finish? Call me when LeBron has six championships. That's your only argument. It's the only argument I need, Sean! all right so before we jump into our game one recap i kind of want to let you know how this um breakdown is going to go because it is going to go a little bit differently uh we were able to get all of our other series look-aheads out earlier and this one just got caught up um we just all kind of had some different things going on so this episode Um, will come a little later. I apologize for that. But how this is going to go is I'm going to give you one thing that I saw from each team in game one that they need to either capitalize upon or worked well in their favor. Um, And then from there, we'll kind of shift things to a look ahead for games two to seven um, and kind of set you up for how the series is going to go. Um, As I'm recording this, it is May the 3rd, so tomorrow you will most likely get this episode prior to tip-off, which is at 9 o'clock Eastern time um, for game two between the Lakers and the Warriors. So now that I kind of got that housekeeping out of the way, let's uh, get into our game one discussion. So for the Lakers, I'm going to focus on their offensive approach. Um, and, and that offensive approaching game was, was to work through Anthony Davis. Um, you might be questioning why would they want to work through Anthony Davis? They have LeBron James. Um, it's because Darwin Ham and the Lakers know that the Warriors do not defend the paint very well. Um, during the regular season, they allow the ninth highest opponent field goal percentage in terms of restricted area shooting at 68.2% and the third highest paint field goal percentage at 47.2%. Looking at game one, Anthony Davis was a combined 9 of 13 from both of those areas for a field goal percentage of 69.2. 80 only shot six shots from other areas on the floor. That um, restricted area and paint uh, scoring accounted for 18 of his 30 points on Tuesday night. On the season, AD averaged around 22.8 points a game in the four games played against Golden State with his highest minute total coming in at 37 minutes and 35 seconds. But um, over the season series against Golden State, he averaged 33.6 minutes per game. You might be wondering how this relates to game one. Um, Well, Anthony Davis played 43 minutes and 50 seconds exactly in game one. And considering that they only etched out a five-point win, that probably indicates that the Lakers will have to make this a continuing thing. Um, Something that, you know, I'm sure that they don't feel comfortable with, but, you know, in close games and close series like this, when you're trying to get to a conference finals, your players have got to step up, and your stars especially have got to step up and do what is necessary. As for Golden State and their Game 1 performance, I am going to focus on their free throw attempts Um, and the reason that I'm gonna focus on this is because they only shot six free throws on the night yes in 48 minutes they only attempted six free throws the Lakers in 48 minutes attempted 29 why is this a problem it's simple if you recall in the Warriors and Kings look ahead we introduced to you the fact that the Warriors were 15 and 16 during the regular season when attempting 18 or less free throws In the first round against Sacramento, the Warriors averaged 22.8 free throws a game. I understand that you can credit the Lakers' defense in that regard, but you also have to ask the question of whether there was enough offensive aggression outside of the 53 total threes that the Warriors shot. Uh, You know, free throws are, as advertised, they're free, and... For a team that only lost by five points in a game, you kind of have to look at the, just the, the numbers, you know, and like I mentioned, they shot 53 total threes. Out of those fifty threes, 53 attempts, excuse me, they made 21 of them, or 23 of them, excuse me. Their two-point attempts in that game totaled 22, They only outshot the two-point by one. And so, you know, I understand that this is a team that lives and dies by the three. They lived and died by the three for the last decade. And if I'm Steve Kerr, what am I telling my team? I'm not telling Steph Curry to stop shooting threes. I by no means will ever tell Steph Curry, Klay Thompson— to stop shooting threes, but I think that when we look at the the defensive matchups between the two teams, I think that guys like Andrew Wiggins can put the ball on the floor get to the basket. When Dante DiVincenzo comes in, put the ball on the floor, get it to the basket. And I feel like they didn't do a good enough job for that, especially the way that the Lakers were playing defense. They were playing heavy denial on Curry, heavy denial on Thompson, and, you know, when there's two guys that are being denied that leaves three on three you would assume right with two guys on the perimeter and one guy inside if we're going five if we're going four box and one if we're going four guys on the outside of the perimeter one guy on the inside that is the ideal setting that you would see you'd see three guys that are covered um, with one being in the paint And so with Anthony Davis covering Draymond Green, he would play a lot of heavy help defense. It was almost as if he wasn't scared that Draymond could cut or would even cut to attempt um, to get to the basket. That's one thing. I understand Draymond Green is not the focal point of the Warriors scoring outside of Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson, but Andrew Wiggins is. And so when you look at a third player to support them, that third player should not be outside of that three-point line very long um that's because the warriors run a very heavy screen system um curry thrives coming off screens and if you give him three inches of space he's gonna shoot the three and he's probably gonna make it and so that was why they tried to eliminate any handoffs any screens with a full front denial but you know when you're an nba team i expect you to be able to adjust um and that's just something that the warriors didn't do in game one as for my look ahead for Game Two, which is tomorrow at um, nine o'clock Eastern Time, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the Lakers again, and I'm gonna say LeBron and Anthony Davis minutes and overall health concerns are really gonna play a huge part in how this series is gonna play out. Um, I did some research, and Anthony Davis played that 43 minutes and 50 seconds in Game One. The most in his career to this point was December 25th, Christmas Day, 2015, ironically against the Golden State Warriors. He got 50 minutes locked. His most career playoff minutes also came against Golden State, uh, 46 minutes on April 23rd, 2015. So prior to game one, this guy hadn't played above really 43, 44 minutes um, in well over six, seven years. As for LeBron, we all know LeBron has played over his 40 minutes and six seconds multiple times in his career, as his career has been two decades. Um, But his most career playoff minutes was 53 back in 2006. If you remember during the regular season, the Lakers struggled uh, with some durability of these two. You know, they're both somewhat prone to injury, as they both missed considerable time this season. And, you know, Darvin Ham and Los Angeles cannot afford any injuries to them at this point in the playoffs. Um, It's safe to say that if LeBron James or Anthony Davis misses a game or misses a considerable amount of time, that is a massive advantage for the Warriors as Anthony Davis is really the X factor in this series. I'll just go ahead and come out and say that to you. Um, Not only in terms of scoring, as he did have those 30 points, but the 23 rebounds that he grabbed is something that will significantly help the lakers going forward and the the warriors as a whole do not have a massive person that can just step in and defend anthony davis and even compete with him no disrespect to kayvon looney but it is a different level when anthony davis is zoned in as he was in game one um so for the lakers you know while they eked out, I'll say eked out because, I mean, honestly, if Jordan Poole doesn't miss that tying jumper, the game goes to overtime. But I'll say they eked out that five-point win. And the question that I and a lot of other people have is whether or not they can sustain the minute load. Um, as these games go on, of course, um, you know, that sort of minute usage is just not ideal for them to have um especially with teams like phoenix and denver on the horizon where you're gonna need lebron and anthony davis um to really you know step up and score some points and also you know do the little things to set up the other guys so moving forward to the warriors i am curious to see how steve kerr chooses to address the problem of anthony davis um me personally, I would, you know, I would, I would kind of involve a strategy that we saw Brooklyn use in round one against Joel Embiid and the 76ers. And that is a heavy emphasis on Embiid um, and a heavy en- emphasis on Davis now um, to really, how do I want to phrase this, to really make him the one player that you want to stop. So if you, if you noticed uh, back in the Brooklyn and Philadelphia series, Brooklyn uh, tried to completely eliminate Joel Embiid and make the auxiliary players around him play above what we had normally seen from them. And as that experiment went, it didn't exactly work. This is different. And that is because I do not think that the Lakers have the offensive firepower to rally from a um anthony davis list essentially anthony davis uh being eliminated that's that's about what i wanted to (laughs) get out right there but for them you know i almost want them to double team him um i'm okay with lebron i'm i'm okay with that if lebron's gonna beat me with 70 points by all means let him beat me but you know the shooting You know, the Warriors are such a good three-point shooting team that I do not think that anyone on the Lakers can match that. And so if I'm Steve Kerr, you know, maybe I'm looking at that as an option. Um, It definitely probably isn't their first option, and I'm actually really curious to see how they're going to address that. But that's another really big question mark hanging over this series because I, by all means, do not want somebody to have a massive double-double like that. I'm okay with one player scoring 30. I'm okay with another player scoring 23 and them both having five rebounds. I know that I can compete with that, but I can't compete with a 6'11", almost seven foot monster getting 30 points and 23 rebounds and just completely eviscerating me in the paint. So maybe that double team will open up some avenues for the Lakers, but again, I do not see them or envision them being able to compete with what Golden State has in Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. You know, as we wrap this episode up, this series is going to be fantastic. Um, I in no way envision a sweep or a gentleman's sweep. I think we're going six or seven games. And I invite you to at least try and watch some of the games between these two teams. Not only for the history in the last decade between Stephen Curry and LeBron James, but just for the sheer fact that this could be the last clash at the top of the mountain that these two have. Not the top of the mountain per se, as this isn't the NBA finals, but you get the gist. Um, As the years go by, these two guys are getting older. Um, Obviously, LeBron is a little bit ahead of Stephen Curry. But my dad always used to tell me, if you have an opportunity to witness greatness, you sit down and witness greatness. And so over the next three games four games, whatever it may be, I invite you to just take the time and enjoy greatness because these two have given us so many memorable battles over the last decade that, you know, you're going to miss it when it's gone. That's going to do it for me on another fantastic episode of Technical Talk. I thank you so much again for listening, and I hope that you're enjoying the playoffs. Moving forward, I'm really excited to get into some of our draft coverage uh, as we get into draft season, as we get into the lottery. Um, Got a couple episodes coming out for that in between our conference final episodes as the NBA draft lottery is in 13 days. But again, just thank you guys so much for listening. That's going to do it for me. Last but not least, enjoy.